Welcome back to Chef Talk. I'm your host, Gary Sheffield Jr. And before I get started, I just want to ask you guys to please subscribe to the channel below. If you're here early, please hit the Twitch follow button and hit the jingle. It does not do its job. It's not going to tell you I'm live at all. It doesn't matter if you follow me. You have to make sure you hit that bell. If you do that, it'll at least alert your phone so you can be here early. And I appreciate appreciate that so much. So um, today we are talking Baseball Hall of Fame the obvious topic right now. Everybody's pissed with, I know they're not upset about David Ortiz. We're all excited. We all like David Ortiz, but Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, my dad, none of these guys got the nod. It's obviously upsetting. It's it's annoying. I'll talk about all that. We're talking about whether or not baseball should speed up the game. I've heard it plenty of times. If we can speed up the game by 10, 15 minutes, everyone's going to flock to baseball, right? I've heard it a million times. We don't want to watch a four-hour game. I'm going to explain why it doesn't matter. The speed of the game is irrelevant. The most important games that I watched in 2004, 2005 were six hours long. I'll talk about why it didn't matter. We're also speaking on automated umpires. Automated umpires were trying to get perfection in the game of baseball. It's an experience that we've never seen before. We've never seen perfection in umpiring. It's obviously annoying with the with the characters that we now see with Angel Hernandez and some of these umpires that we've grown accustomed to and Joe West. They've, they've really taken over baseball. Their egos are starting to fester into this game. And you've seen guys like Bryce Harper and Juan Soto speak out on some, certain guys. And people are trying to get rid of them. I understand it. But I'm here to explain why it's not the umpires that need to go. It's that accountability needs to arrive and how we're going to go about that. So, Hall of Fame. Let's get started. David Ortiz finally gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, this is obviously a guy who was incredibly clutch. He was able to hit the ball for contact. He was great in all aspects of the game other than playing defense, which is why he didn't play first base. Designated hitter. In my book, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions asked. Not difficult, right? But what I'm trying to understand about baseball is that we're picking and choosing when certain situations matter, and this is how I'll explain that. He tested positive for a steroid in 2003, which was pretty much swept under the rug because he's an incredibly nice guy. We can all admit that. David Ortiz is an unbelievably likable character. He's likable on the baseball field. He's likable in prep speeches after tragedy. He's likable. He's likable in every on television. Everything he did was enjoyable. There's no argument there. And when we look at a positive test in 2003, what I'm trying to understand is what is the difference between David Ortiz and Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, my dad, any of these players that are linked to steroids? A lot of these guys that I just listed have never tested positive for steroids. So they're really not even equals. The most that they have on my father and a lot of these other guys is this guy with the last name Mitchell came out with a report and said, This guy took this, he said, she said, this guy says this, this guy says that. Never did you see a positive test. You didn't see that. You didn't. And some writers will tell you, well, I I talked to David or, or I looked at the reports and I felt his excuse made a lot of sense. You looked at everyone's situation and thought, well, that guy's, his situation didn't make sense. His situation did. That doesn't make any sense. We, we can all think of players. I mean, I can give you one off the top of my head in Mike Piazza, who's he had steroids linked to him. It didn't matter for him because he's liked. Being liked is the most important 
thing that you can have in the game of baseball because the riders have more power in this sport than any other sport. Being liked. If you're edgy, you're going to you're going to push opinions that really aren't enjoyed by the by the general public or specifically that one writer. You say something that he doesn't like, that he doesn't support. He'll take it with him for the rest of his life. They've shown it to you. And for those of you who don't believe me, because there are people here who don't don't believe that they don't they don't believe it. There are people who voted for David Ortiz and did not vote for Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. We all know he took steroids. That's obvious. People will tell you, well, he was a Hall of Famer in Pittsburgh before he ever took steroids. To be quite honest with you, that argument is garbage to me. I don't care. The average baseball fan doesn't care. Whether or not he was a Hall of Famer before steroids or not, he's still a Hall of Famer. Here's why. We know, especially people who are in the game, more people than the general fans would like to believe were taking steroids. Any type of help whatsoever, whether it was to keep them healthy, which is for the most part why players were taking steroids, HDH, why they were taking these drugs. I played community college baseball. Steroids were rampant, even with testing. So now people want to believe that it wouldn't be half the league that's trying to find an advantage. We're talking millions of dollars, generational wealth, setting up your children, setting up their children. These players aren't going to have advantages, but you think Barry Bonds was the man amongst boys? Nobody else was cheating. It's the steroid era for a reason. Era. Those other players are involved in the era as well. They just weren't as good. And there's people who listen to this podcast and they're going to say, well, the reason they hit seven, you know, 762 home runs, the reason that he did that is because of steroids. Anyone who's involved with baseball will tell you, you can't teach that. Steroids doesn't teach that. And like I said, I was involved in baseball. I knew plenty of players who stunk and took steroids. They stunk. They don't, cha- they don't change a good player to a great player. Still got to be great. Have to be great. And we pick and choose when we care about these allegations and when we don't. We pick and choose. David Ortiz, too great of a guy. Too great of a guy. We'll we'll sweep it under the rug. If they want to, they'll do it. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and people come to me. They tweeted to me this, this whole last 24 hours. Well, if you're a dick and you muddy up the water, this is, you reap what you sow. This is, the re, this is the result of that. No, it isn't. It's the baseball writer's jobs to be objective. Are we aware they're human beings? Yes. But this is why you force the writers to explain their ballots because you can't have a writer explain his ballot and tell you he voted for David Ortiz who failed a drug test, but not Barry Bonds. If Barry Bonds is a yes, David Ortiz should be a yes on your ballot. They should go hand in hand, as should Gary Sheffield, Roger Clemens, and plenty other players on that ballot. But Gary, we only have 10 votes. It's not difficult to vote with 10 votes. It's not. Does it make it more difficult on you? Sure. But no one's going to complain if you put 10. I know for a fact, I know for a fact if they were treating the rest of the players like they do David Ortiz because of his great personality and likability, 
we would have seen three or four players, five or six players off this ballot alone into the Hall of Fame. Easy. If Barry Bonds was super likable and, and giving rah-rah speeches to the crowd, staying extra long to sign autographs, if he was doing all these things, he would be in the Hall of Fame today. It's the Hall of Likeable. Really good, likable players. That's what it is. And I, I've, I heard this argument yesterday. A writer sent me a DM. So this is to my face. I didn't vote for your father because he wasn't a good defender. And because of ties to steroids. Those are his two answers. Ties to steroids. Did he vote for David Ortiz? Yep. Sure did. Positive tests. No ties. No ties to steroids. Okay. How about defense? My dad, according to defensive war, was a bad defender. That's what, that, that's what the, the goobers say. Okay. So let's listen to, let's just, on the off chance, I never defend them, but let's just say that's perfectly accurate. What exactly was the benefit then of him trying to play defense? Shouldn't he have just stayed in the American League and just chosen not to play defense? Sure would have helped him stay on the field, wouldn't it? Played 22 years. Second in MVP at 36 years old. You don't think he would have benefited from staying in the dugout? One guy can't be in the Hall of Fame because he's a bad defender and was tied to steroids, but another guy tested positive for steroids and never tried to play defense. That's his whole argument right there. I've heard it plenty of times. Oh, you got to do play both sides of the ball, but then they have Omar Vizquel checked off, but then they have David Ortiz checked off. No, you don't. You can be great at one thing and get into the Hall of Fame. According to those same statistics, my dad was a better hitter than Vladimir Guerrero better. This is not my opinion. This is according to their numbers, war. Still better. But they pick and choose when war, defensive war, when steroid allegations, when positive tests, when they matter. They pick and choose. Likeability. They put, well, I put this behind a paywall, so why don't you go read it? I'm not reading your garbage. Tweet it. Public. We want to see it. Don't put, I'm not paying you money to read your stupid article. Send it to us publicly. And it was voted on that this would be public. People would be forced to go public. And what did the Baseball Hall of Fame do? Can anybody tell me? They said no. Why? Because the steroid era players, if they allowed it, the steroid era players would be here because they can't explain it other than they don't like them. All these writers are popular. All the, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I love a lot of these writers. There's great ones out there. Great ones. Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, there's great ones. And a lot of them, while they were growing up in this game and writing professionally, they were capitalizing on the benefits of the steroid era, the most popular era in the history of the sport. 
what like it was doing this it cratered and it went straight up during during the steroid era and they were there for all of it getting more clicks because of these same players that they shun today they turn away in their 10th their 10th year on the ballot they turn them away pathetic pathetic and now less people are watching the game because they don't feel it's rewarding They don't feel the things they like. They're not encouraged in this game. They're not. We're trying to speed up the game. How are you going to get people to love it? Fans, young people, how are you going to get them to love this game if you're trying to give them less of the sport? Trying to get them to the field for a shortened period of time. You ever seen that in the NFL? I haven't. In the NFL, here's what I hear. I watched a playoff game. Chiefs Bills. Here's what I hear. And it was tweeted by a million different people. So it's not like an idea that I had. We want overtime. We want overtime. They're begging for more football. Begging. How can we sit here longer and enjoy this show? Isn't that amazing? Baseball's doing the opposite. Put a guy at second base. Put a guy at second base. Let's get this game over with. Let's save arms. How are you going to get people to love that? Love it. Most of us are here listening to the show because we were watching the steroid era or sometime before it. That's why we're here. Trying to save the game. And a lot of us don't know how. Some of us start shows like me. Some of us tweet. Also me, but a lot of us here. We're trying to figure out how we can positively impact this sport. How do we do that? We'll speed up the game, make them throw the ball sooner, make them do all these things. That's not why people don't like watching baseball. That's not why. You're making it harder to watch the games. Football is making it easier. Put it on Nickelodeon. Put it on these different networks. Make it easier to to spread information and tweets on send twitter and instagram all their footage is up there there's no black there's you're not seeing as many blackouts you're not seeing all this garbage the owners in all these leagues are doing great all of them but the common denominator is baseball is teaching their fans that being here for longer sucks We want them to be able to go home at a a sufficient hour. That was never on our mind in the 90s and 2000s. We never thought about that. And I tweeted earlier this week, it was a picture of Pedro Martinez walking off the field. And I said, look at these, look at these people. Not a single soul. That's late at night, 11, 12 o'clock. Not a soul in that crowd had their eyes off anywhere except for Pedro. No one was looking anywhere else. They weren't looking down at their phone. They weren't sending a, they weren't making a, a TikTok. They weren't doing shit other than watching Pedro Martinez. They were locked in because they were taught. They were taught to love to be there. And we do the opposite today. Now we teach them the game of baseball is lethargic. It's for old people. And, and when you tell people that, I, I'm here in Arizona. I, if I go to a D-backs game, who do I see? I see men. With, with Bosley hair and, and gray hair streaks 
everywhere. I don't see a kid anywhere whatsoever in the park. Nowhere. If you want to see a kid at a baseball game, you go to the Coldstone line. That's where you see them. You're not seeing them at a baseball field because they're being told this game is boring. It's not. Do the strikeouts suck? Yep. They suck. They do. They stink. There's less action. And they told us, well, they really like home runs. We're not that simple. It's not that easy to get us to show up to the yard. You don't just hit home runs and we go, well, can't wait to go watch that. That's not the way it works. So what do they do? They juice the baseballs. As narrow-minded as you possibly can be. These are not smart people, ladies and gentlemen. Not smart people. So what happened? Guys were hitting fly balls and striking out a ton trying to do it. And people were being rewarded for it. With the juice ball, there were plenty of home runs. And we didn't like it, did we? No, we didn't. We bitch, moan, and complain. As we should have. It's what we should have been doing. We like action. We like being reinforced that I can't wait to go to the yard. I can't wait for game three on the road. I can't wait. I can't wait for this pitching matchup. Now they, they can't wait for anything. They can't wait to go home. This is the commissioner. These are, these are managers being asked, what do we do? That was a five-hour five and 15-minute. They didn't ask Joe Torrey in 2004. Are you worried that that some fans aren't tuning in because it's it's 12.53 at night. They don't care. We're literally being taught to be less nuanced and be more simplified and turn on something, watch someone get hit, and then turn it off. We're being taught that that's how baseball has to be. That will never be baseball. And I promise you in 30 years, if that is baseball, we're not watching baseball. It's something else. They're trying to change the sport in every way. Automated umpires. Automated umpires. I've heard it for at least half a decade. We don't want to see any mistakes, especially in games this critical. And I get that. I sympathize with you. Some of these mistakes are, they're too important to be made. They can't be. And every single moment of a baseball game has a call, has an umpire's It's at their discretion. But that's baseball. That's part of what makes this game enjoyable. It just is. What I don't want to see, I don't want to see a bad call in a playoff game and they say, well, Mr. iRobot behind the plate said it's a strike. Everybody go home. And you'll get the feeling that you had I believe it was Dodgers-Giants on a check swing that ended the game. That wasn't a strike. That's what they'll tell you. That wasn't a strike. Well, the umpire said it was. It's it's automated. What can we do? Argue with a machine? And that's what it'll become. Does that feel like baseball? And don't get me wrong. Do I want to watch Joe West? Do I want to watch Joe West in the first inning who's already pissed off because of the the back-to-back that they played last weekend? He's upset with Bryce Harper already. So he's giving him shitty calls. So he ejects him out of a game in the second inning. Nobody wants to see that. So here's the real issue. The real solution here, we don't need automated umpires. The real solution is we need accountable umpires. Activate accountability. I don't want to wait to the postseason. I don't want to wait to the postseason to tell Joe West 
or one of these dinglings to go packing. And we've got these other really good guys who are going to do the job correctly to do these postseason games. That is only 1%, less than 1% of the season. Far less than 1% of the season. What about the regular season? The regular season is long as hell. Long. It needs to be done correctly. And I don't mind the bad calls. I can get over it. I just can. I just don't want to see egos. Umpires have zero room for ego. None. I don't want to see Joe West's face come up under the mask. I don't want to look at his face and have him say, well, that guy's really pissing me off. Let me just change this game. Get out of here. Nobody's trying to watch that. I'm trying to watch Yankees Red Sox. Now I'm watching Yankees Red Sox and some other ding dong. I don't care about him. I don't want to turn on the Yes Network. I don't want to turn on Nesson. I don't want to turn on any of these networks and say, oh, this guy's behind the plate. And the worst part is when people say, oh, fill in the blank is behind the plate. Oh, this guy, he's down the first baseline. What they're worried about is not, they're not even worried so much about the calls because they are slightly worried. They're worried about the ego. That's what they're fearful of, fearful. Scared to death, and you should be because they are literally changing games. They just are. And part of the reason why they don't get any better is because if they do a really bad job, there's nowhere for there's nowhere for them to go. They say they'll send them to the minor leagues. They're not going to. They might send some rookie umpire back down to the minors because he doesn't have any tenure. But you really think, you really think Angel Hernandez is being sent down to double A because he's a double A manager. Excuse me, umpire. Is he not? That's major league quality. That guy. They literally had a lawsuit with an umpire. And he said, the reason I'm not getting World Series games is because of my race. And Major League Baseball showed up and said, no, it's because you stink. They know. They know. An umpire in their system stinks. He smells bad. Reeks up the field for 162 games. Bad. Impacting playoff races. Everything. And there's nothing else you can say about it. Nothing. Because they know, and, and that's, that goes for anybody. That's not just these, these pack of guys who are umpires. It's not that they're just bad people. If you hire anyone to do a job and you tell them, hey, I really hope you do the, best, the job to the best of your ability, please do that. However, if you don't do the job at all and you're shown that there's no repercussions, you're going to see a decline in job performance. That goes across the board. That's human nature. So I personally don't want to see automated umpires. I talked about it in support of it about two years ago. And people told me, oh, well, well you, you want to see perfect calls? You want to see perfect calls? And I said, yes, I do. But what I realized is you're not going to get perfect calls. You're going to see it in AAA this year and people are going to be complaining. Watch this terrible call. This doesn't look ready to me. This doesn't look ready to me. And they'll tell us, well, it's never ready. Just scrap it. Make them accountable. Make them feel pressure. If they feel pressure, they're forced to do a better job. 
I promise you, forced. If you alter a game, we'll alter your job. We'll alter your pay. Figure it out. And I know they got a union. I know it's going to be difficult. You have to figure it out. Give them an incentive to agree to it. You, it's what it comes down to. It just is. Got to get it figured out, guys. So that's going to be it for today. And um, God, it really sucks that I have to wait till next Friday. Hopefully no news, especially baseball coming back in the middle of the week. So I have to wait till Friday. But um, I appreciate you guys so much. Please subscribe to the channel. If you haven't, please give yourself a notification so you understand when things are going live because it's not going to tell you. And I understand all your lives are busy. We all live busy lives. And without a, without a jingle, you just forget stuff that's going on. So I appreciate you guys so much and I'll see you guys next week.